obviously on your left, way to the left, what is that? Chuck it easy, man. Chuck it down. Yeah. And my guess is, we might all agree that the second one is too. Have a little damage done to it, but that second one probably is too. But if you told maybe the third piece, maybe, maybe not. And certainly when you get to the end one, if you had that piece and you walked up to somebody and said, what is that? Okay, remember that. Now we're going to watch a little video, and this is a state farm video that's come out. It's about 30 seconds long. You've all seen it, but most of you probably have. Can you put that up there, Elijah? We have a couple of young fellows that have decided to step up and help us out with this sort of thing. If it doesn't work, I'd say one of the good ones to practice on. Because I don't even think it goes alive. They're working out. They're fine. Hope we get some Really? But it does make us ask the question, is it true? Is that a little boy, he's my grandson, he's five. And remember I said, Jake, he kind of hit. Remember I thought that was a terrible story. He likes to fish. I call him the Gipper. His name is Gipper. And he likes stories, and we get together and make videos and stuff. Papa, come and fix those. You know, I'm guy that you listen to his name is Dave Gerbeckin. He was a professional fisherman. And he had something go on with his arm, and he lost his arm, but he loved the fish. And he tells a story about the fish he caught. He says, well, how big was it? I said, it was this big. He never said any more about that. Please, how about you? I know you fish with it, wouldn't it? Well, I said, I can't fish with it. You get to use it, and you catch it, and the pole bends over, and they're going around the boat. I was in the boat, and it wouldn't come up. And it was around and around and around and around, and of course, it died a little bit. I said, I finally got to the pole, and there was a little small island. You know what an island is? He said, I got out of the boat and I went up and I wrapped the fishing pole around the tree. And then I, uh, I jumped back in the boat and I went and got some help because there was no way I was getting the fishing. Really? I said, we, we paddled all the way back out here. We paddled in the island this morning. Where'd it go? I said, the fish pulled it in. That's how big it was. Well, about a week later, we got together and we were looking for dead things like that and doing things that he loves to do. And he finds the most amazing things. I said, how do you do that? Because that's just the thing that doesn't belong to you. That's good. By the way, Papa, you know that story you told me? Was, was that true? I said, I mean, what do you mean it's true? Was it true? I believe it's true. 
said, well, did it make you wonder? That made me wonder. Thank you, Lord. How about Paul Bunyan? He bathed the blue eyes. I don't know what his parents said about that. It's my daughter. He didn't know what that was. I said, Paul Bunyan, Gipper, is as tall as that tree over there. And they have the blue eyes as big as that soccer baby. And his point is that they go like that when they talk to football. Really? I said, and he got in a tussle one time, and they were fighting, and they were stomping on the stars and went further, and they all be late. So they put him in the kitchen and they went right now. Papa, is that true? I don't know. Moses! Moses is his brother, he said. Moses, come here, I've got to ask you. No, 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 I said, don't ask Moses. Moses, come here. Moses, you go away. Here comes Moses. Papa was talking to me about Paul Bunyan. He said he made all the lakes and stuff. I wonder if there's only eight people. He goes like this and looks at me. Papa, that's folklore. Folklore! Where in the world did you get that with? I don't know what folklore is. I said, what is it? He said, it's a story. I said, so what? It's a story. It doesn't mean it isn't true. But we had some smaller talk about that for a little bit. And it reminds me. We ended with, is it true? Well, I'm going to show you, not quite yet, but I'll give it to you. I'm going to shift your voice out of the Exodus 32. You're going to have to look it up. You can follow me soon. No history of 430 years when God's chosen people who had it made for a while in Goku kind of lost that favor and they became uh, slaves. And it came a time when they were trying to get out of it. Trying to get out of that. Believe Egypt. All two million of them. Can you imagine the path that two million people led was a little wider than how it was done? And all the livestock and everything that they had. So prior to that, to get the Pharaoh's attention, who was holding them in captivity, they had ten plagues, and they remember them. Some of the plagues were like, uh, like turning dust into mouth. So just out of curiosity, my wife's going to kill me. But I, I went down by one of the registers in the house. She, she keeps from doing it because it's really bad. Just keep going. But I went across one of those registers and going on on my finger. And I looked as close as I could, as close as I could, those things were turning. Well, all of Egypt, except for Goshen, the area where the Israelites were living, all the dust was turned to mass. That was one of the plates. I'm not really pleased about that. Some people think they come out of the lilacs, they don't have to be. But can you imagine that many mass? Or the frog plague, where there was the new frog in the stove, where there was and they saw so many signs and so many wonders, but it never affected them because God so favored over them. No. Let's take a look and remember in those those uh, those uh, plagues and those wonders and those signs. Let's take a look at Exodus 32. It says, Now when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people assembled about him and said to him, Come. Make us a God who will go before us. After this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has happened to the kingdom. He will not know a sign of it. He was just a tad bit longer than that. 
in the next place. And instead of until the gold rings, which are the years of your life, and the sons of your daughters, and bring them to me. Where did they get those? They got them from the Egyptians. God told Moses to tell the people, before you leave, go to your neighbors, and they're going to put favor on you. And they plundered, it says, they plundered the Egyptians with gold and silver. They gave them all that blessing they never ever expected. And all the people tore off the gold rings which were in the ears and bound the air and took it from their hand and fastened it with a craving tool and made it into a molten calf. And they said, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you up by the land of Egypt. Now on the inside, if you built them all to the fort, man made a coffee mixer and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast for the Lord. So the next day, they rose early and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat and to drink, so we rose up to pray. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, go down at once to the people whom you brought up from the land of Egypt, they corrupted themselves. They quickly turned aside from the way which I commanded them. They had made for themselves a molten calf, and they worshipped it, and they sacrificed to it, and said, This is your God, Abraham, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. I leave that slide up there. I want you to take a look at the very top. Here's what I call the Egyptian blessing. They had no right to it. They were slaves. They didn't know that. Huh? But they plundered the Egyptians. They were Egyptians. They did all kinds of stuff. This is after they had everything. Jailed on, mass frogs, water things, their blood, etc., etc. Then they discovered some favor of food and God's favor on their people. When they get to the Red Sea, and they got a cloud with the following, and at night it turned to fire, a pillar of fire. And I was reading one time that a smart man, smarter than me, I don't um, theologian probably, maybe a professor of some college, he said that was something important. He said that must have been a narrow spot to me. And I just stood there and I thought, really? He sends his place, he does this, 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 and somebody's got time to worry about whether there's a minute spot in the sea. That's clearly bigger, I thought. In fact, he is. So, it's interesting that these people took, made a path out of God's favor. They worshipped it, and then they did what? They ate. They drink and they play. What do we do with that? What do we do with the favor of God? We drink and play. And you know what's interesting? Very interesting to me at least. They still call that calf Yahweh. Yahweh is what the Jewish people would call God. They still call him God. It's a calf. They formed the calf in their own image and did exactly what they wanted with him because they really. I really want it, you know, do it, you know. We kind of want things done our way, that way. So I was hoping today that God would show up here, and I had to think of a way. You could turn this light on. And um, I thought I would bring, ask God to show up here. I thought, well, how do I do that? And then it's kind of a concrete thing. You know, if he shows up here later, I'm expecting people to want me. And so I brought. Thanks to Banner. Banner, where are you? 
Pacific. This is the lady that made this for me. And I'm sorry, but you know, that you need to sit in the back, sit in the back. And, again, and this actually is a cake reader, not a way to come. And I, I don't know if you can see it from there, but I wanted to, uh, I wanted to do something with this cake and cut it up to them while I've done it just to be able to look at the cross. And decided not to. And then she makes it, I didn't know how to make it with the cross, it was coming in the truck out there. But isn't that astounding? No one of us don't really tell them things, and we would all probably be taking things out, but that's not. Well, I'm going to use that today as kind of a song. This will not take long. This has been fun so far, but I have a hard way to do it. Because my responsibility today is to teach truth and love. My kids would know that I'm probably my truth and love. Right? Sometimes? Anything. Write it down, write it out as best I can. So if you put up there uh, John 1, verses 1 and 14. Did you guys know what I was already up there? This is why uh, this is why we're using the Bible. This is why we're using the Word. Because it says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So here, here and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. And the Word became flesh, which is who? Fire? Very good. Jesus. And that's Jesus. So, I thought it would be interesting, especially Heidi after what she said to us, that this is indeed the truth. That's what it is. Jesus is the truth. And I thought, well, let's do something. Let's, let's take about five of us, as many in here, maybe, to get back to next year, and just the truth that we're about and let's take a few of them apart and let's just take a peek at them. Let's begin with one thing very many, many minutes. But Barry talked about tithing this morning. The Bible says, the scripture verses are up there, those of you that like to keep track of notes, I'm not going to read through those. You write them down, look them up later. But it says, don't keep it to yourself. The things that are not yours are not ours. They're all, they're, it's all God. Right? It's all God. He's asked us to give back 10% to them and give and give offerings and tithing. That's part of why we have the boxes, because we, we want this to come from my heart, from your heart. We want giving back to God with desire to give to come from your heart, because if it doesn't come from your heart, right? Well, sometimes we don't like the truth. I don't like the truth sometimes. And it is a growing process. I give each one of us space for that. So, when you don't like it, you just, you just say it doesn't exist, it's not true. Clearly, there are a number of truths in the Bible that society and culture says are not true. But, so I'm going to come over here and I'm going to see if this thing cuts. I really don't know what the means out of this thing. So, and it does cut. By the way, please join us after church because we're going to eat this thing. That's good. And so, 
This is what you're all going to say after. This is what you're all going to say after. This is what you're all going to say Anyway, what we call the church is this. And I'm speaking, I say we because it's me. And I'm kind of thinking it's almost finished. Is that it's over here, right? It takes that truth and we don't look it up. We don't want somebody telling us. We have a kind of an extraterrestrial vision. It's still true. So we kind of ignore it because then I would have to, I would have to obey that. I don't have to pay attention to that. Well, you can all picture this. I got my little shirt on, and I'm out in my driveway, and I'm practicing to you folks. This is this week. Seriously, I was practicing. I was listening. And I'm going around and around in circles like this, and I'm... I'm talking to all of you, and I can do the hood over out there. So I can say what I want, do what I want, but I can't say what I want. And I look, and there's my faithful God. And you can hear her say, Preach it. You know, me, it was so refreshing. Where's your confidence in me? I'm going to come down like this to do what I'm looking. You've got two guys. Yeah. One had already said that's enough. He's too black. The other one is flat on the ground with a face like this, with a sound like this, and just sound asleep, forward stiff. That's why the guys are now best friends and like that, they reasonably are dispensable. I mentioned something like that one time. John, I will vouch for this. I had a lady I mentioned kind of something like that carefully one day. You know, sir? This lady on my back to church. She's a good guy. I'm so good at this. I like it. So, little did I know that the mailman was back. And that's fine. No big deal. Then comes home a little later, and I had been preaching to all you people about the Egyptian blessing. What are you going to do when favor is given you? Finally, it's all God's people. Let's get that straight. That's what the church says. So what are you going to do with it? What, what, what are you going to do if you're given a favor? What has society done? What has he done with it? And then, and then this mail opens up the envelope and says, Hey, we got another one of those checks. What check? Well, years ago, we were with a tiny little telephone company, and they invested our money into that, and we got buildings from that over there. Substantial, actually. And it was a terrible day for that coming in. Because I had just been talking about what do you do with God's favor, right? Not that. I said, no. Why don't you open that tomorrow? Or maybe I'll forget about it. We got to just ignore it. So I talked to Alan and I talked to Gary and we came up with an answer to where to put that check. And I'm not saying that because, oh boy, look at what you know, I decided. It was a, this was an honor and it wasn't sacrificed because we weren't expecting it anyway. But it was really interesting time for us to see that we could have had a ton of things we could have used that. But anyway, we didn't just put it off to the side and look at that thing. How about meeting? Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, God tells us, doesn't suggest it, that we meet. 
Praise God for all of you today who decided to meet. I don't know each individual's reason for coming. It's so to worship God, it's to fellowship, it's just to build each other up, let's be, yep, be there for each other. That's what we're doing. Amazing God when you can look at everybody that's here and how in the world is going to participate at this time today. And all over the country, in the other countries, I don't know. Anyway, he asked us not to meet. He asked us to meet the mouth and not to, not to. It's that right Pretty easy to find a piece of magic. Here's a good one. Marriage. God invented it, created it, defined it. That's the truth. Oh, by the way, let me back up. That's that state of some kind. Right? That's what we do. Little away is true. Little away. Now you have marriage. You want me to define it, Bud? You want me to define it? Can't know about you. We got people in robes that will define it. We have media that will define it. We have churches, literally, that will define it. Okay, we are defining it. Truth is. But this says, that's what it is. You can look those verses up too. Ephesians, Genesis. It clearly says it's between a man and a woman. That's what it says. It's not based on anything else, it's based on the truth. It's based on the fact that God has designed it. But in fact, if we, if we do struggle with this, who do we We struggle, I struggle a lot, with the whole unbelief in my life. God help me with the unbelief. I'm not allowed by any means. Are we? There's a lot to work on. I said, what pleases God? And I said, what, what pleases Him? Faith is what pleases Him. Believe this. If I don't get it, if I've got emotions, if I've got feelings, if I've got this, I've got that, all these things are going on, when I don't get it, I'm going to go back to this. I've got to trust in the authority of God. I've got to trust in Him. Taking on the church back in And then we'll just kind of leave it over there. People, this is pretty good. I know I should be my own thing too. You're looking at things up there. I didn't hear it. You wiped them out of the How about this thing to do the life? This is a big one in society. People have just found that and found that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very, 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 very clear in all my witness. But in all of this and everything, including this one, many of us have made mistakes, we've made decisions, and we've been the wrong ones. But there is an abundance of the grace and the love of God that covers it all. Covers it all when we make Choices that we wish we hadn't made after you do not want to know my choices in your life. It's amazing the fact that I'm standing here. But if he knew you in your mother's womb, he wove you, he named you, that is the thing. Here it is. That's the same thing. 
society would make us take another walk out of that truth that we all have faith in, that we've been so right on people. But that's true. We need it all. Worship. This is my, this is my big one. I spent uh, nearly 40 years working with the environment, natural resources, outdoors. And I, and I, I love it. I, I, I can't stand to be inside. I just, I love that. But what I watch people do in my field is get to the point where they so enjoy the outdoors that they actually begin to worship it. They didn't worship the Creator, they worship creation. Creationism. Pantheism. Pantheism is a reverence for the universe, for the things that God has created. I didn't say respect, I said a reverence. Want to reverence something? Heart rate when you come in here in the morning. That's showing reverence towards God. That's reverence. I have a great deal of respect and wonder when it comes to the outdoors, nature, and all the things. I lost a couple of things uh, yesterday and some whatever. It was amazing. It's, what, it's amazing, people. What God has put together. We did not come from a lot. There was a there was a lady that called me one time and I looked at Lassie Collins. She called me and she's in the volunteer magazine. She said, no, I don't even say it's on. I didn't quite know who else that guy is. And uh, she says, well, you have nice doctors. Well, certainly you have nice doctors. I said, everything's nice here. Who do you mean? Well, she says, you don't understand. I mean, like nice doctors. I did not know what she meant. Well, it's, you know, the bedrock stuff. It's in the beach area. The people get married. That's like billions of years old. And it comes up to me. This is what you I said, you know what? I'm marvelous at you. What do you mean? I said, I'm marvelous at you. What are you talking about? I said, well, you, you've got so much faith. Well, I just don't have that much faith. Faith what? That things are billions of years old and we came from a monkey and things like that. And she says, well, what do you think? I said, oh, you know I'm really bad. Because so. it's pretty simple. It's really pretty simple. What is it? So that's only a couple of words after. What is it? I said, in the beginning, God. And I, I'm like a little kid. I dance away. And I'm thankful that there are people that are trying to study that and figure that out. And that's our fun and good. As long as, in doing so, that when you don't understand what the truth is, then we go back to what you said. When you don't know, go back to this. This has got to be our foundation. As a Christian, Believer, God help us with our unbelief, help us with our lack of faith when we have it, and we need to go back to this. Eventually, we'll know. If we don't, I'm okay with that. I don't expect that I'm going to be able to do before I die. I've got a long ways to go, so I've got a ways to a lot of time. Another one is hedonism. We do all things, raise your hand, just up and then down. Eight, one, two, three, up. Okay, you just promised that you would not look this up. Okay? Hedonism too. Hedonism is sex. So you worship sex. Bible is completely the opposite of that. Right? And Jesus was the example of that. 
Hedonism too. Hedonism too is the largest clothing is optional result in the world. That was my example of Hedonism. Stop. It's all about stuff. Francis Chan, who, of course, says that we fight for the things we want, not the things that are true. We fight for the things that we want, not the things that are true. You know, 4th of July, this is coming. 4th of July, it's all about freedom. I had to look it up this morning, even on one thing, it's the one that said it. It says that freedom. We're not given freedom so that we have the right to do what we want. That's not the definition of freedom. Freedom, the definition of freedom is doing the things that we want. So what have we done? What is what Jesus is? What he's done in each one of our lives? What have we done with it? What are we doing with the truth? Are we taking advantage of it? John 8, 31 and 32. I'm going to read this first. It's a hard part to do. Reason is reasonably okay because it comes from the Bible. I'm going to read it from the message translation. And this has a lot to do with the part about worship and creation in Romans 1 instead of the creator doing us in the Bible. This is what it says. It's in Romans 1. Romans 1, 18 to 32. If you're interested in 18 to 32. This is what it says. This is the word for the church today. It's a non-easy one. I'll follow it up with something that I'm done. It says, But God's angry with pleasure erupts. As acts of human mistrust and wrongdoing and lying accumulate, as people try to put a shroud in the truth. But the basic reality of God is coming up. Open your eyes, and there it is. By taking a long and thoughtful look at what God has created, people have always been able to see what their eyes are substantially like the term power, for instance, and the mystery of His divine being. So nobody has a good excuse. What happened is this people knew God perfectly well, but when they didn't treat him like God, refusing to worship him, they trivialized themselves into silliness and confusion to what they would need as some sort of direction left in their lives. They pretended to know it all, but were illiterate regarding life. They traded the glory of God, remember the cast? They, they, tra- they literally traded what they saw. Because they got in faith and they think, got to have something we can do and put a guy in the room. They pretended to know all, but were illiterate regarding life, and they traded the glory of God who holds the whole world in His hands for cheap figurines that you could buy at any roadside stand. According to this, they traded it in for the God who has suffered and died for each one of us. He rose from the dead for each one of us to give us a fresh start every day. If you shut your eyes right now, go ahead, shut your everybody shut them, open them back up. I feel it's like every morning. Every morning is mercy day new for you and me if we accept it. Every day. 
Right, Leona? Every day. This guy's over it's me. So God said, in fact, if that's what you want, that's what you'll get. It wasn't long before they were living in a pig pen. Smear was so filthy inside them, and all this because they traded the true God for a fake God. They worshiped the God they knew instead of the God who made them. The God who blessed, the God who blesses us. Amen. It gets worse. Refusing to know God, they soon didn't know how to be human either. Women didn't know how to be women. Men didn't know how to be men. Sexually confused, they abused and defiled one another. Women with women and men with men. All life, no life. And then they paid for it. Oh, how they paid for it. Empty to God and love. Godless and loveless blessings. Since they didn't bother to acknowledge God, God quit bothering them and just let them run loose. Then all hell broke loose. Rampant evil, grabbing and grasping, vicious backstabbing. They made life hell on earth with their envy, wanton killing, bickering, and cheating. You don't see that on the news, do you? Look at them. Mean spirited, venomous, pork tongued, god bastards, bullies, swaggers, insufferable windbags. They keep inventing new ways of wrecking lives. They ditch their parents when they get in the way. Super slimy, cruel, full blooded. And it's not as if they don't know better. They know perfectly well that they're still in God's face. They don't care. Worse, they hand out prizes to those who do the worst things best. That's the moment. That's the tough part. John 8, 31 and 32. says, Jesus says, if you continue in my word, then you truly are my disciples. And you know the truth and you accept the truth. It's the freedom state that Christ set us free. Again, no sin greater or lesser, no truth greater or lesser, because there's a lot of them. Tim Nedrid left me this quote this week. It's from Pastor Tim Keller, and he says it this. He says, The gospel says you are more sinful. The Bible says that we are more sinful and flawed than we ever dared to stop the I don't want to know how we're my own. I don't know I don't want to know. That's what this says. But you're more accepted and you're more loved than you ever, 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 ever dared to hold. In our filthiness and in our wretchedness and our lack of un, our, our lack of faith, our unbelief, our want instead of obedience to His word, all the things that we struggle with. In all of that, He knew that because He was all knowing. And before before time, He knew He was going to have to suffer and die for each one of us. He did. He did. I knew that every day. Father, it was fun and it was laughing. And to hear it, it was fun to be here. And it maybe wasn't so much fun because I know for myself, Lord, I've taken some of those truths and I put it in my peripheral vision and I said, I just assume it's not that. I just assume maybe not. Maybe not have to deal with that. I know, God, that sanctification is a process to get where we need to be. It's a gift for me. And I pray for each one here today. But they know most of all that the word is truth, 
if they go back to that, if they look to that for their truth, and when they don't know it, they don't understand, they do not know it. And then I need to show them. So that's why I'm talking. Thank you, Father, for your forgiveness. I thank you that today is a very special day that you've got. You've been able to that you wanted to be here to hear this for whatever reason. You are a great God. You just want to say. No music. You can stick around and want to work out something. Remember this month is called Revive, Renew, Restore, and Reset. Maybe this is a chance for one of us to reset some things in our life. But get something straight and kind of edited and learned. Be intentional. And, you know, oh, we're going to eat this cake upstairs. Yeah, we're going to take it back. Please join us if you want to eat the cake. Yeah. It's fantastic, right?